0: Welcome to the SCORE Innovation Podcast channel for a new life and health episode. My name is Richard D'Souza and I'm the Senior Vice President of Growth and Development, uh, which serves the US market and all our carrier facing partners. As one of the largest reinsurers in the world, SCORE provides insurance companies with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risk. Let's dive into today's topic where I have the pleasure of introducing Tim Ash, CEO of Ash Brokerage. So Tim, thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Ash Brokerage and the clients you serve?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. First of all, Richard, thank you. It's been a pleasure working alongside of you uh, as we look at uh, innovating ideas in the life insurance space. And to your question of the history of Ash Brokerage, we've been a family company for over five decades, and we have always served the advisor, the agent, the broker in the process of placing life insurance uh, solutions over that entire history. Uh, Today, we work with not only agents and brokers, which is uh, very few of them consider themselves that any longer, but we work with investment professionals, investment advisors, banks, credit unions, essentially anyone that has a license to sell insurance, we're there to support them.
0: Great. And and Tim, there was a recent announcement of a partnership with Integrity. So what, what does that mean to Ash? I'm sure many listeners will be curious.
1: Sure. Well, what it means for Ash, the uh, partnership with Integrity is, uh, I like to call it a bigger playground, more resources, greater technology, opening up new markets to us. Integrity is a, is a leader in, uh, in Medicare, Medicare Advantage, prescription drug plans, etc., And they have been very aggressively expanding uh, distribution and doing so in the life insurance, the annuity and the wealth space. So that partnership for us is giving us access to some of the smartest minds in the industry and enabling us to continue to invest in, uh, in our business, not only in our traditional distribution, but looking at the investments in technology that all of us need to continue to make. We just have a bigger uh, partner now that we can do that with and be, uh, I would say, a further diversified company.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. I've always found your company to be quite progressive with the use of technology in your business and for your partners. And, you know, and a lot of times you think of very established companies and you don't necessarily equate them with having, you know, cutting edge technology and, and investing in kind of progressive technology stacks. So, you know, can you talk a little bit about your tech strategy and how that was established and, you know, and, and really what you aim to achieve through your, your business with that?
1: Sure. Well, I think it has to start with a core foundational belief. And that is no matter if you're one year old or 50 years old, like we are, you have to constantly be evolving and innovating, or you're going to be left behind. And, and so we've had that built in our DNA from the start, where we always want to invest in technology or solutions that make it easier for the placement of whatever products are that we are distributing, whether that's a life insurance, disability income, or anything in the space. So that culture of investing back into the business, we've always had a heavy uh, R&D budget for building things. And it's always been to make it in the in the light of how do I make it easier for our clients, our customers to do and conduct business in, a, in an easier fashion? And that's been the role of back on our history. We've had that going on for, again, for decades. Now, the pace at which we're seeing Investments in technology has uh, accelerated much more rapidly in the last five years than it probably did the prior 45. Yeah. And so you have to stay uh, on top of it. And then I'll, I'll close with this comment on that. We, while we're 50 years old, we have to behave like we're a startup. Mm-hmm. And, and bringing that attitude to the business, never resting on our laurels and, and saying there must be a better way. And then to align with the right partners to, to bring it all together because you can't do it yourself
0: thank you so you just mentioned that your organization over 50 years old and so you've seen a lot of life insurance over those years not that you've been personally doing it for 50 years yourself but you know you've definitely seen a few decades of you know life insurance distribution and what do you think is needed to keep evolving life insurance offerings to stay relevant with you know the changing consumers and and market of
1: evolution sure so there's a lot going on certainly technology has affected all of our lives as consumers in the whether you live in the, I uh, want to call it the Amazon economy or, or what have you, where we, we want a good or a service, we point, click, and go, it's in our inbox. And unfortunately, life insurance and other products that are underwritten don't follow that same path of ease of purchase. And so what I believe, in order for us to stay relevant in the, say, the life insurance business, we have to consistently find ways to make it easier and easier and easier to implement the uh, ownership of life insurance. I also think there needs to be uh, transparency in certain products, like, namely, cash value life insurance. You know, term life insurance is, is very basic, very simple, easy to understand. Uh, so it's more process driven, but cash value life insurance has more uh, complexities to it. So I think simplifying that and, and also education needs to be uh, evolving. Uh, in the space, because when I first started in the business, 95% of the people I spoke to every day woke up and said, I'm in the life insurance business. Mm. Today, it's less than 2% will say they wake up every day and are in the life insurance business. So if you can imagine the 98% that we're serving that wake up every day saying, I don't make my money from the the sale of life insurance, it's secondary or tertiary in my business. You have to make it easy. You have to make it simple for them to do that. And that's with the paperwork side to the, uh, and I'll say the digitization of the paperwork and the process of underwriting. So all of that's, a have said probably too much, but I believe it's all about how do you make it easier because fewer and fewer people wake up and say, I'm a life insurance salesperson.
0: actually talking about distribution, I, I do have a few additional questions. But, you know, as you're talking about distribution, we're actually seeing a decrease of advisors in the market, right? And as retirements seem to outpace new entrants, and direct-to-consumer hasn't really grown as quickly as many hoped. And, you know, as to quote your stats, like if, if only 2% of financial advisors feel like they sell life insurance and that, you know, it's a secondary thought for them, you know, what do you see as the future of distribution? You know, just given the growing protection gap and there's a lot more underserved and that seems to be growing and there's, so I, I'm very curious about, you know, what do you see as the years ahead?
1: I think it's creating uh, bespoke offerings for channels of distribution that, that have customers. And our job is to connect that customer with an insurance product or a solution that's going to to meet their needs. So I think the convergence of data, information, education, and then having an implementation approach that's more modern and customary to how, again, we consume goods today, uh, with it being technologically proficient and intuitive, things along those lines. We've seen the career agency systems dwindle and change, right, over time, you know, whether it's name, I don't care, name the companies. I do believe that there will be more of, and we're seeing it right now, and I'm seeing in particular at Integrity, their middle market strategy and, and bringing in people, training them, coaching them on how to offer insurance products, and it can be as simple as mortgage term, traditional term insurance, final expense, wealth transfer, those products, I think the new advisor agent of the future that's going to be offering those, they're not going to be coming in through a traditional channel. So that, I believe, is going to be where we see new people entering the uh, the business and again, you have to make it simple, provide education, and, and make certain that you get that throughput that you and I both know is also important. Applying for life insurance and getting a policy on the back end is, is what, you know, we're in the business of doing and protecting families, protecting lives. And again, making it easy and, and uh, accessible and, and, and having people make informed decisions is, is really where the future is. You know, listen, we're still going to have Northwestern Mutual and Mass Mutual, New York Life and some terrific career agency systems and they're going to bring in people but they're still not able to to meet the demand for this coverage shortfall that we know exists in the uh, in the states.
0: Yeah, I do absolutely thank you and totally agree with you. Changing gears a little bit, I often look at my, well, I use an aura Ring and you are the individual who tipped me off to it. And I was fascinated when we first, uh, I first saw it and got into it and, you know, ended up uh, using one. Now I use it literally every day and I keep it on and we've often discussed the intersect of of health and wellness and life insurance and the applicability. And I know there's, you know, obviously there's John Hancock that has quite a bit of success with with the Vitality product. They've been a great pioneer in in the market. would love to know your thoughts about health and wellness and how that intersects with life insurance offerings and and how you see that, especially from a really uh, distribution angle.
1: Well, I like to approach things, I like to think with a common sense attitude and awareness As a reinsurer and as a life insurance company, the only relationship that right now the insurance company has with the client is a late notice, a grace period notice, and a bill. So when I think of the relationship that should exist between the policyholder and their life insurance company and reinsuring, not many times, I would say 99.9% of the time, the consumer doesn't know there's a reinsurer. They just know they bought a policy from XYZ Life Insurance Company. But the importance of having, I think, a relationship and a connection to that insured and doing it through uh, devices, doing it through engagement, whereby there is a, a system of reward. Uh, and I think that's what the consumers will gravitate toward you mentioned John Hancock vitality and this is certainly not a commercial there i'm a vitality customer and i engage with my policy every week whether it's staying on point with whatever my status is because you know part of it there's the competitive side of it right mm-hmm. people want to you know know that hey if i do this then i get that it's the uh, a reward system but it creates loyalty and i think that's where the insurance industry has been transactional in the sale of product and and not making that connection. Now, on the mortality side of things, if you have someone living 18 months longer, 12 months longer, two years longer as an insurer, I'm I'm sure your, your actuaries say that's a really, really good thing. And if we can do that by engaging the client and catching things early or seeing that there's some behavioral things that are enabling us to improve the life and longevity of that individual. That's a really, really neat connection. And I don't know that there's any other product out there that you could do that with. So there, there's a heck of a lot of, and you and I have talked about this uh, on a number of occasions. There has to be a way to create that intersection that you said of bringing health, bringing wellness, and having it be with the most interested party out there. That's the insurance company issuing policy.
0: Totally agree. Well- Tim, thank you. As always, this has been a pleasure to speak to you and have you share your thoughts with us. And I hope the listeners uh, enjoy it and, you know, really to be able to hear from someone who has as much industry experience. Thank you so much, Tim.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you, Richard.